Mm. All right, I'm getting you the invite. What? There you are. Invited. All right. Welcome to the live chat, everybody. <clears throat> Let me turn this down here. Welcome to the Train Like a Ranger live chat, where we talk about all things fitness, nutrition, and military prep. What's going on, Cap God? <clears throat> I think we're actually up on both without any problems. Nice, dude. Adriski says, what are you doing? A live stream. Welcome to the live chat. Cap God says, had a question about bulking in general for meal prep. Yeah, what questions you got? So uh, I guess I can kind of uh, answer that broadly. We have a bulking program. So when it comes to bulking, first of all, nutrition is a big thing on top of the obvious. Uh, if you're looking to gain good muscle mass, you want to be in there lifting weights. So uh, more calories in than out. Eat, eat clean. I, I, we always advocate for a clean bulk. Don't just eat a bunch of calories that are empty calories or bullshit calories. You want to eat uh, good stuff. And we have a program for that. So we got the... Um, the mass gain program. Uh, typically, you can you can look at our calorie calculator on the website and calculate generally your calories, and then from there you want to add 500 to 1,000 calories. But that 4,000 calorie program is going to fit most people, so that's uh, one that we push a lot. Uh, if you got any on your end, just let me know. Oh, I don't yet. <clears throat> Okay, not yet. Okay, so Cap God says, does the general amount of calories I take in matter or is it more so the macronutrients? It's it's both. So uh, I talk about macronutrients and honestly, you know, it, it gets pretty it gets pretty mixed. There's a whole bunch of different ideas on what the best macronutrient split is. Uh, really, it just comes down to if you're eating whole food sources, clean food sources, you're going to be in the right right uh, ball game. So eat low to the earth, eat lean meats, um, stay away from packaged goods, stay away from sugary things, stay away from sodas and alcohol and things like that. You're going to be on the right track. Um, and then from there, take in, you know, if you're looking to build mass again, take in more calories than you are burning and you burn those calories through your natural uh, metabolism and the activities you do through the day. So we explain this on the nutrition segment on our website totally free or you can see it in our programs as well uh yeah i mean when it comes to gaining losing weight like to gain weight you eat more calories than you burn and then the opposite exactly. for losing weight obviously macros and stuff play a big part in you know how it's actually happening but that's like the basis of it is you know more calories in than out <coughs> gaining weight opposite losing weight yeah and it really is that i mean it is that simple um as far as your performance goes, that's when you start looking at like food sources and uh, macros. But if you look at like C.T. Fletcher, which he'll tell you now after his heart surgery, like he wouldn't do it that way, but he used to eat nothing but cheeseburgers, right? Uh, I think it was uh, like uh, Big Macs or something. He said, I would just go eat a ton of cheeseburgers. Now, obviously that wasn't good for his health long-term, but yeah, he, he was well, all that red, not even good quality meat is just so bad for your heart. 
Yeah, I love C.T. Fletcher, but yeah, he'll tell you, he'll tell you that too on his uh, on his stuff. I don't talk to the guy personally, but on his uh, oh, you're not C.T. Fletcher's best <laughs> we're friend. Not, dude. We're not friends. I gotta clarify that. Um, um, <laughs> but, I, uh, I have a question on my ends. Uh, what's going on? Yes. None, none says or asks, I guess. Uh, can I change my MOS after completing RASP? So for your MOS changes, uh, you have to at least really complete your first contract because you did sign a contract to be that MOS. Uh, to change your job after that, though, um, there's a lot of factors involved, such as like if they need the numbers, if your MOS needs the numbers. Uh, there's a lot of like lo- army logistics on the back end or really military logistics in general about which jobs they need, which jobs they don't need. The only caveat to that is if you are a non-11 series um, and you go to Ranger School and you pass, you get a secondary MOS qualifier that is uh, 11 Bravo, and you can actually leverage that into changing to make it your primary. Um, That makes it a little bit easier, but for the most part, it does depend on uh, numbers. Like uh, 13 Fox, for example, were pretty understrength uh, when me and Danny were in, so I couldn't have reclassed from 13 Fox. But I did have a carpenter, a 12 something. I can't think it was a 12 something. I can't remember. It's under the engineer. I, I think I can't remember what the carpenter was. And he was able to reclass to 13 Fox because we needed 13 Fox. And I don't even actually know what he did for work as a carpenter in the army. But that was, yeah. Yeah. I got a really good one from a Brown. <clears throat> he says, What's better to train muscular strength or muscular endurance for rasp? So both. this is a good question. <laughs> it's good to have both, but if I had to choose one over the other, aside oh. that I would lean more to, I would say muscular endurance is going to be better for the selection process. Now, obviously you're going to be putting weight and things on your shoulders at different times, but there's still that endurance factor. So you're putting a rucksack on your back and going 12 miles. There's an endurance factor to that. As um, long as you're good, you know, if you go all endurance, as long as you're good um, getting peered out after log carries, then that's fine. But no, um, <laughs> no, but endurance is definitely the most important aspect. There are times when strength is very helpful and necessary, yes. but there are more times where endurance is necessary. Pretty much 99.9% of the time, muscular endurance is being used like throughout really all your army training yeah and 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 that's a that's a great point so you know i I joked about that story how i was really good with the selection criteria and then i got to my unit and i was having trouble squatting squatting like any sort of weight right and that that was uh i mean in your okay I don't do this a lot. In your defense, Danny, you were 17 and 115 pounds. Like, you were not the person you are today. You were, like, still essentially a kid when you showed up. Like, not really Olympic lifting on your way to train up for it, so. Right. Um, uh, I appreciate that, Danny. That's a surprise, dude. Let's just say he was um, not a very statuesque uh, young man at this point. I was, uh, yeah, no, seriously, I was 135 pounds. And, and obviously, was, you know, it doesn't help because he's, you know, 5'4". So, like, <laughs> that, that obviously was tough. <laughs> <laughs> okay listen i was a little nice i had to balance it out <laughs> good job um but yeah and it goes to that it goes to the point of it's only gonna i'm five nine by the way i need to clarify this every um, <laughs> it's eating i'm up there i'm up in his head rent free you're, you're you're hurting my little man syndrome dude. um <laughs> yeah it, it's only gonna help you you know to be strong 
So, um, you know, doing the strength training in it, and we build this in our programs a lot, you know, that, that um, nervous system activation, um, that's going to carry over. So being strong is only going to help you, but the endurance is more of a, more of a um, factor throughout everything that you're going to do as far as the selection goes. Uh, I mean, realistically, really, well, the whole time, 99.9% yeah, of the time, muscular endurance is going to be king. Really, the only time I can tell you that it's not is when you're like bench pressing against your peers at the gym on deployment because your guys are just, you know, doing a board like a, you know, thousand club or whatever. So yeah, almost all the time muscular endurance is going to be key. Like I know dudes that can't lift anything, but they're still able to excel and do all of the physical events. Um, although the ACFT though is it's still muscular endurance, but does require a bit more strength than. Yeah. Again, overall, um, I agree with you. And it's funny because the way that dudes want to be once they get to their unit is they just want to get mega jacked, right? Yeah. That's like what most people want. But um, realistically, as far as performance criteria goes, it's it's that muscular endurance. And then even you look at like anything, any kind of schools you're going to do, um, even real world stuff like missions and, <clears throat> and things, it's all going to be a battle of endurance and attrition and and things like that. So. Yeah, and strength can help with the nerves because even when you're like a gunner, like you're carrying a lot of weight, but you're still carrying it for a long time. <laughs> like you're still, it's still endurance. Like it is still mostly just like how long can you do these things for? Right. Um, my Connor turn. says it's my turn. Okay, okay. dude, right. back off. <laughs> All right. So Mark Store says, um, "Hey y'all, what exercises do y'all recommend for someone who's trying to get better at rucking?" Um, I mean, honestly, uh, I recommend it's all any leg slash back exercise, like squats, uh, deadlifts, I guess Romanian deadlifts would be really good too. Um, all of those like back leg Olympic lifts, huge lunges, huge. Um, it's just so much like activation in your legs and back rucking is all of them. Yeah. Uh, to double down on what he's saying, you know, focus on that posterior chain. Um, so, and then your legs as well. So the squats, get, get some weight on, get the bar on your back, do some squats. Um, lunges are also a good one. Uh, build up your leg strength and stability. Uh, working with your core. I, I think this is important. A lot of people overlook the core. It's called your core for a reason. So when you're doing things like rocking to keep that good posture and things like that, you want good core activation. Um, so all the all the big lifts, all the major compound lifts, they're all going to help you. Uh, and uh, throw some cardio in there too. Like I said, the 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 sprinting, the running, all that stuff transfers to rocking. And and again, uh, while I don't advocate to do it every week, or definitely not, you know, every other day, like some of these programs are writing. I know some dudes want to do it. Someone put a program um, like that for real people put out stuff like that. Oof. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't advocate for that. I'll tell you, even in my free rug March annex, which you guys are welcome to go get right after this live stream. Uh, I'll tell you that I don't want you guys to do that. Uh, you know, I want you guys to rock probably every two weeks, um, just to get a feel for it and, uh, and see where you're at. You know, if you're really trying to strive for improving your rug marches, but other than that, just keep a good, well-rounded, um, fitness split and you guys will be on the right track. Yeah, and honestly, like the twelve mile ruck, it's mostly, 
it's obviously you have to be in shape, but it's a lot. Most of it's mental, honestly. Like, yeah, it's just anyone can walk that far with that. Like any of you guys, pretty much will be able to do that if you really like. Just, just don't feel sorry for yourself because it's like twelve miles is a long time to walk. So like you're tired and sore, and you start real early. Like it's three a.m. You're stepping off for this rock. It's cold even in the summer. It's cold in the morning. So. It's just it's a little bit demoralizing and you you get out there, you're not by anybody, you got your weapon, you're just kind of feeling sorry for yourself. It's a lot mental too, so keep that in mind. <clears throat> yeah. Uh Han McGain says, Hey, should I get the option forty or just go straight to Delta Force after I get to my unit? <laughs> What's going on, Grizzly? <laughs> What's up, man? Uh, yes, <laughs> I was reading the comments. I was like, I'm actually day. hoping you're gonna answer that today. <clears throat> uh Let's see. I Connor said Delta though. Connor says, uh, hey Daniel, at the gym right now finishing my farmer's carries. Just want to say hi. What's up, Connor, dude? Thanks for popping in. Um, let me jump to this one since uh we'll expand on this. So sorry, I know this isn't a diet question and has probably been answered before, but realistic expectations going from sh- straight from civilian life to army with an option 40. Um so this is where I like to point people to our podcast because there's so much to that and we've answered this in depth. So if you go to the link is youtube.com slash C slash train like a ranger. If you go to our channel, we have a bunch of podcasts. I've done, uh, me and you have done a three-part series where we talked about our entire pipeline to get to Ranger Regiment. So we talked a lot about the training pipeline. And, um, and then we've also... I mean, I've done podcasts with other rangers and things where we all kind of touch on that stuff, but a good one to reference is the early podcast between me and him. Um, that's the one I like to point a lot of people to. And also our our, our second podcast, um, now granted, we do like a commonly asked questions like every week, but our actual podcast will be in the podcast section. Um, that's what you want to look at. Our one's about the Ford Observer stuff too, what it's like to be a Ford Observer. We touch on a lot of that stuff as well, but but for for lean... I would say go look at that first one we have together. It's a three-part series. Um, I'll get you the exact name of it, but uh, three-part series. And we talk about from the very beginning, from our time as a civilian, why we joined, and we talk about our whole way through it. So that's what I would that's what I would look at. Uh, yeah, I mean, realistically, it's you know, regiment is you know uh, high tempo, but. Joining the army room as a civilian is pretty jarring. So realistically, I mean, you're going from civilian to military if you're joining, whether it's range regiment or not. It's going to be a pretty big uh, adjustment at first. But basic training does a pretty good job. Like you learn quick, you adapt very quickly. People in general are very adaptable to their environment. Yeah, yeah, and you will. I, we say that all the time. But you guys are doing the right thing, trying to get extra information and. And definitely preparing. If you feel physically prepared, you'll be more mentally prepared. But outside of that, you guys are going to figure it out as you go as well. I could give you all my tricks and you'll find out some some may work for you and some you'll have your own tricks. But to, to follow up on what I was saying, the name of it is Two Friends Discuss Their Training Pipeline to Become Army Rangers. There's a part one through three, and that's under our podcast section, which, uh, yeah, we got a good amount of views on that. Nice little update. I'm glad I went back and looked at that. <clears throat> Alrighty. So Tyler Ross says, 
There are some things you can do to get <coughs> ready for rasp. For example, work on running, push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, uh, rucking to get through rasp. All the a lot of things. Are there any other things that you can do? One can work on to help your chances of getting through rasp. So yeah, obviously we've talked about it before. All of that physical stuff is um, is huge, but there's also like the the mental side of it. Um, making sure you're able to be mentally strong, not only during some harder activities, but you know, being away from your family and your friends, and you know, especially going through training, it's a little bit tough. You don't have your phone, although I think you might that might not be as strict as it used to be, but um, the mental side is huge. And then also whatever you're, if you get an option 40 contract um, or even a normal military contract uh, for whatever your MOS is, you know, try if you can to talk to the recruiters and see how much study material you can get. Um, Cause I've said it a couple of times, the less new stuff you have to learn, the easier it is for you to focus on uh, the other harder new stuff you have to learn. Um, so yeah, just mentally preparing uh, like, you know, emotionally and then also intellectually, if you can figure out some information to learn, you know, know your creeds and things like that before you go in. So you don't have to mess with that stuff once you're there. Yep. Agreed. Um, Tig says doing the program for the second time in a row, just about to finish my second week. Ever think about releasing a gym music motivational playlist? Uh, Christina Aguilera is getting a little old. <clears throat> a throwback, dude. Um, Spice yeah, Girls is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, actually, to to uh, to surprise you, I do I did do this in the past, and I do have a uh, workout jams playlist that uh, I will announce again. Uh, I'll, I'll get you guys a link to that. So, Tig, let me make a little note here. I'll send you the link to it. Um, right now, it's an open community playlist, so we've had a bunch of people add stuff. There's probably some weird stuff in there. I haven't proofed it. <laughs> so but before I make it absolutely public, I'm probably gonna gonna scroll through it and make sure that nobody said uh posted anything too crazy in there and then I'll make it public. But people have ad- contributed uh, a lot of cool picks. I actually listened to it today and always learn about new songs that I like. Um and then like I said, every once in a while I gotta take one out because people have put some crazy stuff. But I <laughs> early on <laughs> early on uh I, I I, how long ago was it that I released this? It was like early on in Train Like a Ranger. I even got the old logo up on here. Um, so we had like 40 people come in and start adding a bunch of music and and really did a good job. There's a ton of songs on here. Actually, I'll get you exactly how many songs are on here. Uh, wow, 788 songs Oof, on here right now. Too many. It's too many to prove. I may just make it like... <laughs> Make sure nobody adds anything. Disclaimer public. Crazy anymore. Just put a disclaimer on it and make it public for you guys. So. Gridlock says he walks uphill at three miles per hour at least three times a week, really hard on the shins and calves. Yeah, that's why we also don't recommend. Like, that is just a lot. It's a lot of uh, wear and tear on your body, especially yeah. if you're rucking a lot before you even join to ruck a lot. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, and I've said this before, it's not like rucking does not have benefits, right? If you ruck, you're still you're still putting stress on your body, and that stress will result in stronger bones, muscle, connective tissue. What I don't like about rucking in excess is that rucking in excess is usually results in poor posture, and then you add impact on top of that, and most people are causing more harm than good. Um, so, I, like I said, I like to focus more on the other things, 
before you guys put too much emphasis on the rucking. Like I said, throw the rucks in there to make sure you still got it. But it's like Tony said before, rucking a lot of time is more of a mental game. Um, it's not something that I personally like to write in my programs uh, in excess, but it is something you guys can definitely do. And if you guys, if you guys see it as something that you need, like for your mental uh, mental game, like, hey, I need to ruck, you know, every other day, by all means, I give you the ruck march annex and you see the criteria to do that. But if I'm writing a program for somebody, I say, hey, do this every two weeks. You know, if this is something you're really focused on, do it every two weeks, get a baseline, <clears throat> see where you're at, and then keep training the other stuff that I've, that I've written in the programs. And I guarantee it translates. Yeah. And like we said too, like a lot of like the lifts and stuff are going to really, is going to be what's going to improve your ruck. Like rucking isn't yeah. like running where it's kind of just like, Hey, go do it a lot. That's not really where you're going to get that, the gains from that. You know, it's not just like do more pushups or run more. You have to really strengthen those muscles to get better ruck times. Cause it's just, yeah, a lot of wear and tear on your body unnecessarily when you can get the same thing out of lifting. Hey, what's funny about this uh, ruck, ruck march spiel is uh, how I got to write my first article for Black Rifle was that meme that meme that I uh, I posted where I was I said just because you pass selection doesn't mean you're qualified to give fitness advice yeah. and, and, uh, and then uh, I put a spiel in the in the description where or the caption where I'm like I put a quote and it's like just ruck a lot some veteran scheduled for back surgery next month. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and marty scovlin reached out to me and he was like hey man this is i put in actually a really good rant about it um with, good at those. Uh, with basis yeah and he's like man these are really smart remarks are do you want to write for us and i was like yeah uh definitely so that's how i got and to write never that asked him again and they never <laughs> they never let me back uh, <clears throat> If you guys want to see that article, by the way, it is on the website under the articles tab. I have a link to it. I thought you were looking for a question and then you just started trying to brag. Again. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do got a, I do got stuff. Um, Alex says Rangers lead the way. Thanks, dude. Thanks, dude. <laughs> All the way. Right. Um, what is it like to be a 13 Fox in the regiment? Hey, Brown, we have a podcast oh on that on that very subject is that a brown 13 fox yeah how'd you know that i can see the chat okay all right <laughs> we're doing this together i don't big brain time dude. um, um yeah, yeah i'll keep talking if you're not going to answer his question yeah we have a podcast where we talk because we're both 13 top foxes so we sit down and um, talk about it for like an hour and uh I'm it up right now it's uh we talk about the um track that we went through as well as i touch on uh regiment and the regular army as well to give you a more well-rounded uh, idea of what you'd be doing whether you're in regiment or not yeah so if you go to our channel it's it's literally called what it's like to be a forward observer in the army and as a ranger and it's the tlr podcast with james tony so under the podcast section can't miss it uh, a lot of detail in it but pretty sweet. Yep. Is it sweet? It's pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Um, all right. So Matt Belland, Beland, uh, says, love your content. I appreciate that. 
I run 100 mile and 24 hour ultra type. This is a long question. I don't want to keep reading after that. I run a 100 mile and 24 hour type <coughs> ultra type races. Do you think that type of physical mental experience will benefit? Will be a benefit while in RAS? Did you ever run into foot care slash boots issues? So we actually, I do you? I can't say his name, so I don't. Uh, there, I went through RASP with someone who could run. He was like a marathon runner, a lot like that. And it really, really helped him excel at like a ton of spots. Like the 12 mile ruck, any kind of run. Uh, this dude like broke a regimental record for the 12 mile ruck uh, in standard issue boots. He, Did he get first place on that two mile run too? Yeah, he ran like his two mile in like a disgusting amount. I, like, I know who it is. Yeah. yeah. So I will say it helps a ton. And like that, uh, that, Mental toughness is huge because that requires a lot of mental toughness to run that long. Like that's what I was saying on the 12 mile ruck. Like you kind of start feeling sorry for yourself. It's a long way. That is going to go a long way for a lot of things. Like when you're walking and you don't know how far it's been or you don't know how far it's going to be like that, all of that mental toughness is really going to help you. The physical side of it is will help you as well. But I will say that some guys that do that start to struggle in actual like more mission style rucks with kid on and stuff like that that slower slogging impact walking uh, can get some of those guys that like long distance runners and swimmers. uh, I saw suffer the most from that. They're just not used to the like swimmers aren't used to impact at all, but the runners you're like moving so quickly and you're kind of almost like gliding across the ground. Like when you're just like sitting there walking, hitting on the ground, it some guys struggle with that. Yeah. And, and I want to point you to two places. If you if you want to look into it, I, I'm really on a on a campaign for my YouTube channel right now. I see that, and um, it's like it's really bright on your face on my end. Um, so you look like a vampire. This is just it's because I'm an angel, dude. That's what this is. Um, uh, if you go, if you go to the YouTube channel, Trainer Talk One um, is a good one to reference. I talk about different types of trainings essentially and how it affects the body differently. But also the article again that I wrote for Black Rifle. It's a good reference too, but to double down on what he's saying, training is, and I say this in the trainer talk, training is kind of a tipping scale. So, you know, what you see with like guys who are ultra marathon runners, their, their body is conditioned a certain way. That's not to say that you can't have both. And I talk about it in the trainer talk, but there's a reason that training is tiered while we focus on different things. And there's a, there's a ways to progress and work on a well-rounded athlete. So guys who focus all their, their, um, their ducks in, in one row, right. Uh, they're going to have, <laughs> I don't know. That's a, Struggled through that one, huh? But, uh, like all the eggs in one basket runner, would have been all the eggs in one basket, right. Ultra marathon runner is not going to be able to throw up the same kind of weight as like, uh, obviously like there's a reason you don't see big guys, competing in things like a marathon run and little guys competing in things like uh, powerlifting eat, right. Typically. Um, so the way you train is going to translate to, to that stuff as well. So um, I think I'm making sense here, but yes, to well, double down on what he's saying. Um, well, you train specific That's for what for you're sure. trying to <laughs> train more specific to what, uh, what you want to accomplish as well. Yeah, but all of that, you know, that training is going to come in handy. Like, it's going yes. to help you. Um, there are just can be a, a couple of negatives to that. So you just have to make sure that you're identifying those and then you know, you're doing your best you know to, to fix those as well. 
yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Just uh, I would advise to throw in some of the other stuff too. Just make sure you're hitting that other criteria. But um, but yeah, it's. And then for foot care and boot issues, I didn't really have um, like there were times where I had you know some hot spots or maybe some blisters or anything, but I never had anything too too crazy. Um, and boots, listen, things have come a long way. Like you're not wearing like you can go out and buy super super nice boots. And you won't have an issue with boots if you go out and buy a nice pair. Um, so I didn't really have any boot issues or foot care issues when I was in. It was rough. I mean, I guess when you break your boots in at first, like in basic. Um, but after that, not really. What about you? Um, yeah, breaking in boots always sucks a little bit, especially with the standard issue. Uh, but if you get to places like a, like a soft unit, we were able to have nicer boots. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you can buy your own boots, even in just in any unit. Yeah. Yeah. I boots have come a long way. Yeah, definitely. And there is like things within, uh, you could talk more on this than I can, but, uh, in other units, I know it can be stricter, but there is, uh, there is things that still lie within, um, the SOPs that you can have these boots from different uh like more comfortable boots with good ankle support and things that aren't standard issue yeah so there's like i mean just any base is gonna have a ton of boot stores they're gonna have a ton of different kinds of boots i prefer garments those were my favorite uh brand that i had used when i was in because they were comfortable but they weren't so light that they didn't give me any ankle support for jumping and some of that other stuff um like because he'll he'll Second, this like the swamps in Georgia were uh, miserable. Like in Savannah, when we'd go do training and stuff, like it was rough. Like you step into things that looks solid, and it's actually a swamp mud, and you just slip, and your ankle just twists. So you, I would recommend always don't go for like the super super heavy lightweight sport running boots. I would get something that gives you a little bit more um, support because yeah, some of those things are going to be great for like when you guys do ruck runs or something like that. But for actual training and jumping, I recommend something with a little bit more structure uh, like the Garmont, um, not super lightweight boots were my favorite. I don't know what is out there. It's been a while since I bought them, but <clears throat> yeah, I, those are the two that I pushed the most. And I, I haven't got that question in a little while, but I used to get it all the time. Um, Rockies and Garmont's. I like to, I like to say those two, brands are really good yeah i had rockies uh, for my lightweight ones that i used for ruck runs and pt in boots and stuff and then i had my garments that i used when we actually did stuff <clears throat> and then i had some arrows and stuff too but yeah i put up uh i put up that one uh one post of uh we were like doing some training at ntc i was like walking i was talking about how hot the day was and the gear and stuff and uh some guy was like oh, i bet that's real tough in those solomons huh <laughs> <laughs> Solomon's help. Uh, that's a good boot. So, um, I still, uh, I still wear them. Uh, I still wear them. So great boot. If you guys can get some Solomon's, that's, uh, that's what you want. You got one on your end? Yeah, I do. I have a couple. Okay. Um, I guess it's my turn, huh? Uh, it is. Losing, losing track. Uh, hey guys, I'm five, seven. I weigh 200 pounds. My endurance is decent. You're five, four, Daniel. No, he's five seven. I'm five nine. I'm five nine. Stop dwarfing me. (laughs) I weigh two hundred pounds. My endurance is decent, but I keep hearing I should drop some weight uh, before I leave for basic. What would you recommend? Um, 
Yeah. So, you know, and I don't know what your body comp looks like. I, I don't know how much, uh, how much is muscle, um, muscle to fat ratio, but if you got fat to shed, then oh, as always, I would promote shedding fat. We have, um, we have uh, nutrition programs that help with that kind of stuff. Uh, I know that the army has, well, most military branches have a uh, height to weight standard. And sometimes it doesn't really make a lot of sense because it doesn't account for that lean mass and stuff. But, um, but there is kind of a chart to that. You want to speak more on, on that? Cause I know it's kind of more of an issue in other units. I know a regiment kind of let it slide because most dudes were yoked. Yeah. Cause dudes were huge. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, that happens, though. Like, that happens in the regular army. So they are talking about, and they have talked about it before, the system they use is super, super archaic. Um, a lot of things in the army can be a little bit old. Uh, but that is old, old. Like, they used to use that in, like, ancient China. Like, that. this thing has been around forever, this, like, tape system that they use. So the height and weight thing is fine. It's just average for whatever they thing but it doesn't take into account really anything um it's just like oh if you're this height you should on average be this weight and then you're like oh you're overweight and you get taped um there are guys that are like real big dudes like that you don't want to meet in an alley like these guys are monsters and they'll be overweight because they're just made balls of muscle um and then they get taped and they're fine because they don't have any fat usually on them they're it's mostly yep. muscle uh, so they will tape you and most of the time you can pass tape. Now there are guys like, I mean, I served, we were, I served in every unit. There's dudes that are just kind of like naturally built a little bit thicker. Um, and sometimes you can have a little bit of trouble making weight if you're kind of like that. Like I had a couple of guys that were like in pretty good shape, but they just like, they were not built to pass this tape test for the neck and like the waist and stuff. Um, but usually it also depends on performance. Like if you're failing PT tests and you're failing at PT and you're falling out of runs and you can't keep up on training and you're overweight by the tape thing, you're probably going to get in a lot of trouble. If you're doing everything fine, everybody likes you and you're a good soldier and you're you know able to do good on your PT test, you can sometimes get it slide by because they recognize that it's not that's not exactly what's happening. So your leadership has a little bit of sway over. It's not just a black and white type of thing. And like because like you said in regiment, it's you know pretty laissez-faire in the normal army it is a thing but it's not as black and white as you know you either make it or you don't make it and you're going to get chapter out of the army yep um and i'm looking at the chart here i actually pulled it up so according to this army chart it says the weight range and it varies by age group which also doesn't make a whole lot of sense i guess they're trying to account for some metabolism here but um it says 165 to 170, pretty much. I'm kind of ballparking. For 5'7"? <laughs> For 5'7", which uh, to me to me is, I don't know, it's like our, the Army wants these like, little dudes, you know. Um, I, I, think, I think, you know, focusing on body composition is important, but just so you know, that's, what, that's what's on the Army charts here. What is it for six foot? Six foot is... Uh, this better math dude all right no no we're good i got it so 190 for six foot so for example you guys you know if you see my instagram he and you posted as well the picture of me doing the spartan race i weigh 195 i'm overweight for my thing 
Like you've seen a picture. <laughs> like that's what's considered overweight by the chart. So yeah. like it is not. Like, I'm telling you, it, it is the system is old. It is our very archaic, not good. So they do have the tape system, which is also old and not good. But that'll, you know, it kind of figures itself out. Um, in terms of that, it, like I said, it's not as black and white as that. Leadership is capable of recognizing the issues with the system that's in place. Yep. Um, yeah. Oh, this is that's weird. Okay, hold on. Josh Nick says, "Hey guys, I'm 40 to 50 pounds overweight, but I have good muscle base. How do I do cardio and not hurt myself? I have a history of shin splints, though it's been years since I've had them." Josh, you know, do you know how much he likes to talk about shin splints? You gotta do that to me right now. Um, I'll hear about shin splints. Oh, my article. Oh, video my on video this. on YouTube. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so I always, um, recommend if you are starting from a place like you're very, very overweight, you do have to be careful about like that impact. So sometimes starting on lower impact things, um, you know, obviously you have machines, uh, elliptical, you can swim. Swimming is huge. You'll burn so many calories swimming and there's virtually no impact. So I always recommend if you're having you know, issues like that to avoid any kind of unnecessary injury. Uh, you can start with some low impact things, um, low impact cardio and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. And, and again, um, like I said, I'm really advocating for the YouTube, but if you, if you watch that, um, the shin spawns video, that don't do our live Q and a where you can ask us questions and we'll just and tell we'll just you it's in you the YouTube, which you guys are watching on YouTube right now. So it actually makes it a little bit worse. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. There's a lot of low impact stuff that you can do. <laughs> yeah, I do. Are you busy over there? Yeah. Um, yeah, let's see. Abraham says, <laughs> Uh, Abraham's responding to don't be a menace, um, back on the weight question. He says, uh, I would say you're all right. Cause you're going to drop some weight and basic training. Um, eh, dude, kind of mixed on that. Uh, dude, I've again, actually seen people mileage varies. I gained weight and you gained weight because you were like still growing. You were a growing <laughs> boy at that point. <clears throat> I was a kid for real. Yeah, you were uh, a kid. I, you were absolutely a kid. And I mean, I was only a year older than you. I wasn't, you know, a adult by any means, but I gained a ton of weight. Um, but it was all good weight. Like I, but I also was growing or right? I got taller. I mean, I, when I joined, I was like five, eight and I was like six foot pretty quickly. Um, after I had joined, like I kind of hit my growth spurt really going through all that. So I, I grew a ton. And I gained yeah. a ton of weight, but it was all good weight. Cause someone asked me this in the Instagram uh, DMS about how much, you know, time you have to work out. And I said, you know, you don't have a ton of time to work out through your training, but like you're always nothing you're doing is not physically demanding all the time. So even if you just go to classes all day, you're like marching back and forth and walking all the way down there and doing all this stuff. Like you're never just sitting there wasting away. Um, so if you are someone who doesn't eat very clean, then you can definitely lose weight at basic yeah no doubt because like at, at basic training defects like there's no the army has like a color coding system or whatever and like red is bad for you good is the best yellow is in the middle and like you're they don't have reds at basic they only make like the green and like there's like one yellow on the line um yeah now at the other side you can get all the red stuffs where the basic trainees aren't but at the basic training side they really don't give you a lot of uh bad 
options for food except MREs. Those are not ideal for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, it's like thousand calorie brick going into your stomach. <laughs> yeah, but it, but going back to to uh we'll just call him menace um well don't be a menace right (laughs) like calling him a menace (laughs) um but uh going back to going back to you um yeah i wouldn't worry too much about it like i said if you want to start focusing on good diet stuff just for your performance again i going back to i would just need to know more about you and your body composition how you're performing and stuff uh you know it sounded like you were on the right track as far as that goes and and like we said the army's weight charts a little funky so just uh just keep working on your performance and don't sweat the other stuff too much yeah if you are in good shape like if you're trying to lose the weight um nutrition is the biggest part so low impact cardio if you're you know worry about injuring yourself and then nutrition is going to be like the biggest part of that step to losing that weight yeah Are you good or am I going to go? Um, I lose track. Uh, thanks, man. I sincerely appreciate what you guys do, says Lean. Uh, I'll definitely check out the podcast. Yeah, please do. We appreciate it. Um, X319 uh, says, I spoke with you all on IG. And I was wondering if you guys can discuss uh, caffeine, its pros, cons, and how to taper quick caffeine. God, the shin splints and then caffeine. They're just trying to get you up on a soapbox tonight. Um, yeah, Daniel, Guys, Daniel feels uh, some type of way about caffeine. That's for sure. Um, you know, I, I mean, I drink caffeine. This has caffeine in it right now, right? Um, you know, but I do, uh, I do regulate my caffeine a lot more than I did uh, as a younger dude. Um, I used to drink like four monsters a day, which I don't recommend that. So. In, uh, in my trainer talk supplement video, I talk more on caffeine, but basically um, the FDA talks about, you know, they recommend no more than 400 milligrams of caffeine per day. Uh, no more than 200 milligrams in a sitting is what I would say. Um, personally, I don't like to go more than 200 milligrams in a day, and that's equal to about two cups of coffee. A lot of pre-workouts are pretty high caffeine. Um, you know, if you look at like like for example, not to out anybody, but like bang energy drinks. I used to drink those all the time. Um, 300 milligrams of caffeine in one drink. So just be careful with stuff like that. Like you still have them, but I would drink maybe half, you know, if you're going to drink something like that. Also, you got to look at the acidity in it. Um, and, uh, and all the other stuff that's in it. Sometimes it's just, it's really hard on your body to drink that stuff on a regular basis. So if you absolutely need it to get out the door, you can have drinks like that. I'll take pre-workout when I'm really dragging some days, but I don't, I don't regularly take pre-workout. I actually, uh, you know, I, well, you don't work I out. I try not to. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, guys. So that's what I would say. And, and as far as weaning off of it, I've quit caffeine a couple of times. I've done it cold Turkey and then I've done it, um, where I wean off. You sound if like someone cop- who's quit smoking before. It means you didn't quit caffeine. <laughs> Yeah. quitting means you yeah. don't do it anymore I, i've quit i've quit a lot of things dude <laughs> and caffeine is definitely the hardest so um the struggle's real on that for real and uh if you're a coffee drinker decaf helps like i if i'm trying to wean off a of caffeine or drink less um i love the taste of coffee so i'll drink like a cup of caffeinated coffee and then i'll drink decaf coffee after that so that may be something you try too 
Yeah, and obviously, so taking into account, there are pros to caffeine. Like caffeine is going to help you sometimes when you're dragging, you're tired, or you, you know, in regiment, yeah. don't get a lot of sleep, uh, doing all that stuff. So there are pros to caffeine. I mean, it's a, a useful tool. Uh, yeah. My main message usually about it is just, I'm not saying don't use it. Just, just make sure you regulate it so you're just not, you know, taking in too much all the time, and then you're you don't take it when you're out in the field because you don't have any, and you get headaches, and you feel like garbage because you are essentially withdrawing from caffeine because it i mean it is a drug um also don't drink bangs bang is essentially a pre-workout and you just go about your day that's so bad for you no it's not good it's not good for your blood pressure for your heart and stuff long term it almost i've I've had a one i've had one bang my whole life because i don't drink energy drinks anymore at all like i unless i'm taking a long drive overnight and i get like one of those small red bulls or a five hour like i do not drink energy drinks uh, because they are terrible for you but bangs Man, I had a bang one time. I that there's a joke I've seen it, it memed a couple of times where it was like if you went back in time and gave like a medieval peasant bang, it would just kill him. <laughs> like it is just it is not good. It is just you do not need to be drinking bangs. Like yeah, Red Bulls and Monsters and all those are bad enough, rock stars and stuff, but like bangs are just they're the next step up. Yeah, and it goes to back to anything. Like anything in moderation is okay. Whenever you create a dependency on those things, that's when it becomes a problem. Um, and, and what I would say, again, with the, with the energy drinks, a lot of our foods are bad enough as is, the way that they're processed and things. Um, that's why I say try to stick to more lean sources, get your produce fresh when you can and stuff. Um, but also the acidity and all these drinks and stuff that we get, I mean, it's literally upper remote probiotics and things because we are just destroying our our insides, you know, our gut health and everything. And it's so very important. So, um, you know, I, I promote... So you guys take more probiotics, lay off the energy drinks, the alcohol, and uh, you'll thank yourself later, dude. Um, you'll thank yourself later as you get older because, believe it or not, like when you're young, you don't care. Like, I didn't care. Well, you also but, uh, you don't feel it when you're too. young either. You know, yeah. like when, when you you're young, it, you start caring. You know, when you're young and you go out and you drink all night, you get up in the morning, you smash a you know a monster Red Bull, bang, get up, you know, run a couple miles. It's like you're fine. You just recover so quickly, like your body bounces. It was like when a toddler, like when toddlers hit stuff, they're like still essentially made of rubber. They just bounce back really fast. That's you at 22. Yes. That is not you at 30. <laughs> <laughs> like dudes are already leaving. Like, <laughs> the young dudes don't want to hear it. Uh, but uh. Uh, X, X, Y, X, Y, X, Y, bunch of X, Y's, dude. He says, Hey legends. What's up, dude. Appreciate it. Uh, Shane says, Hey Daniel, I just want to say thank you for everything. I'm 16 benching 225, squatting 315 and running a five mile in 35 minutes. My transformation is insane. Thank you. Rangers lead the way. Appreciate it. Shane. Awesome work. That's dude. pretty good. Those are good PRs. Um, Ant says, how often do 24 and 25-year-olds go to RASP, and how will I be viewed? Like an old... No. Um, so, we've had to tell this. We, like, I know guys that went through RASP like 30 plus. Like 20, 24, 25, not even. You won't even... People won't even notice. Like You'll be older than the, the kids that are going through young, young, but for the most part, no one's going to care. And no one's going to care. Actually, in regiment, they actually usually prefer you to be a little bit older. Uh, most special operations would prefer you to be a bit older just because you're a little bit more mature um, and just not as dumb for the most part. Yeah, just more more experiences it translates. Um, let's see. Uh, XY says, we need a train like a ranger weight lifting belt. 
um, yeah, whenever whenever I can find the right suppliers and and find a way to integrate it, there's all sorts of things we want to do. But I definitely agree with the the workout equipment. It, it has been something we discussed. So belts and you know weights and things like that. That would be nice to integrate. Um, just figuring out the how is the is the issue a lot of the time. But we are, like I said, I, you know, I've told this before. When I first started, I was, I literally started this as a part time thing, and uh, and I was like. I was selling these workout programs, like personalized ones. I was just like, Hey, if you guys want to program, contact me. And I was like, again, first sort of gain of popularity that way. And then I wanted to sell t-shirts, but I had no idea how to do it. So, uh, I just got like a t-shirt, just went and bought a blank t-shirt from Walmart, figured out heat transfers, which is, this is not the way we do it now. Um, our t-shirts are a lot nicer, <laughs> but in my first t-shirt, I literally took an iron and I was just ironing on transfer paper and I figured out how to do that. Um, so I figured out one method to do t-shirts. Our t-shirts now are very nice uh, t-shirts. So <laughs> very uh, good quality t-shirts. So it's not like how I uh, did it when I first started. But so we've come a long way figuring out how to integrate all sorts of stuff. Um, so it will continue to uh, progress is what I'm saying. But all of that is good. We like to hear what you guys are interested in. Yeah, for sure. Um, Josh Nick says, I'm currently getting leaner and I'm just getting back into cardio. This is the person that asked about the uh, 40, 50 pound overweight thing. Uh, after getting back into cardio after a few years hiatus, which is also why I'm worried about injuries. Yeah. Like we said, uh, Josh, you just, if you just start off uh low impact, um, that'll help a ton. Um, Andrew Kabai, Kabayez, Kabaye. I don't know. Uh, if I butcher your name, it's going to happen. Um, Daniel, were you a physical therapist? No, you were not. No. Um, I was, I was getting the undergrad for it. Uh, so that's, that's what I have the undergrad. So, uh, we'll see. I was actually talking recently about going back to school. The pandemic's made it <laughs> kind of difficult, but, um, I am looking to go maybe possibly to school for something like that. Fly Samurai YT says, how about that Bills game? Crying, laughing emoji. Uh, <laughs> you are blocked. I am banning you from the internet, I think. I don't know. Uh, crushing. I'm a Bills fan, if you guys don't know, or don't care about football, that's fine. Um, crushing, crushing loss. I texted, uh, I don't know if it was Daniel or someone else, but I essentially described myself after the game on Monday as emotionally bankrupt. Um, I was having a, it was a, you know, I was, it was a rough, it was a rough week for me. Uh, thank you for bringing that up though. Fly Sam. I really appreciate you bringing me down. Uh, <clears throat> um, so, uh, XY says, what's your opinion on using plate carrier to walk around and instead of a rock? It goes, I mean, it, the same, it, it, the same as, yeah, it's a little um, bit better. Cause it, it distributes the weight a little bit differently. It's not all kind of on the same, uh, everything. It's not just all in your back and a backpack. Although if you're strapping your thing up, right. Okay. Can we mention that you're not a bitch if you use the extra straps on rucksacks to make them more like comfortable to carry. They made them like that for a reason. So like the waist strap and the chest strap, people make fun of people for using those. Just use them. It is so much better for you if you help distribute that weight a little bit differently so it's not just sitting on the bottom of your spine. That's a good point. Um, and this is a good this is a good uh, topic when it comes to ruck improvement um, or ruck tips, I should say, which I, I may do a video on this sometime. But uh, one of the things that I would do during very long rucks 
um, especially like when you're going all day with a ruck on, is I would actually change the the ruck where it was distributed. Sometimes I would kind of I would take the um, what do you call it the the frame, the bottom of the frame, and I would rest it on my belt actually, and it would kind of change to where it would sit back, sag, and so that would take the tension off my shoulders for a little bit, but then it start pulling you pulling you back and putting that weight um, on your hips. So then I would change it, buckle the chest strap maybe. I would just keep changing, just like I talk about the push-up stuff in the PT test improvement video, where you change things just a little bit to ease the tension on Dude, something. I just, but, I can, you talking about that is making my shoulders and lower back just scream in pain right now. I <laughs> do like just remembering those straps just weighed down with, oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys um, will find out. Yeah, like there's some guys that what they do is they take foam and they put them on straps underneath their kit and stuff like that. So you'll find little yeah. tricks and stuff to like that. To, like the belt oh, thing the is foam. huge. Belt thing is the huge. Foam helps. Yeah. Yep. Belt belt helps. Dudes will get chest, like yeah. It's yeah. Use the chest strap. I used to buckle it, then unbuckle it, then change position. Like I said, rest that frame on my belt, and it would kind of you almost want to weep, dude, when you change it to something else, and it's finally off where it's been for like such a long time. You almost want to cry. Like it's so nice the relief (laughs) that happens when like those muscles get just a second to breathe. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah, especially when you're going all day long, which a lot of you guys are finding out. So um uh fly samurai his actual question was so the complete tlr program will help me get in shape to advance my career as a firefighter yeah the tlr war program will help i guess i said this a couple times like any leos first responders military any of that stuff um especially for the firefighter carrying that stuff like those olympic lifts and stuff are going to be huge because i know you're going to be in all that gear as a firefighter you're going to be all that, in all that gear trying to move quickly and you know, carry other things as well as being in all the gear. Um, and I'll, I have like a ton of respect for firefighters. We used to run the, uh, nine 11, uh, Memorial race in Savannah, uh, in our kit and stuff. And the firefighters would all run it in their stuff. And it was funny cause we'd run by each other and I'd be like, dude, I'm so glad I'm not you right now. He's like, I was just thinking, I'm glad I'm not you right now. He's like, cause I feel like it's all in one spot for you. And I was like, yeah, but you got it all over. You can't even, there's nothing that's doing. Okay. He's like, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's, we always just like, everyone always has that word. The grass is always greener on the other side, you know? Yeah. That's um, true. but yeah, it'll definitely help you, um, with all of that stuff as well. Any, you know, police firefighter, all that stuff. Uh, Billy's in the chat. Billy Dunstan, two seven five, dude. Ranger vet. What's up, dude? Says get butt and get swole. That's yeah, that's true. He said, <laughs> uh, get running shoe insoles for your boots. Yeah, we talk about that in the shin splints video. Um, that's a lot of dudes' issues when it comes to shin splints and stress fractures. Is but one conditioning, right? There, you need to condition your bones and your muscles and connective tissue and things, but. Also, the way that the impact travels from the ground up, and I talk about that in the video. So, um, great point. Good insoles. Make sure you got good arch support, um, especially if you're a flat-footed person. I guarantee it's going to catch up to you um, if you don't address it. So, so any question says, you have tonight, the answer is shin splints video. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, shin splints video. It is there. <laughs> um, Brent says, "Dirty D, stay killing it." Thanks, dude. Uh, I got Edmund Dantes asked any updates on uh, prescription history and maps. Yeah. So from what I, I have found out, they are partnered with a certain number of prescription or with pharmacies. Um, there's a lot of them, though, like a ton of them. And they are able to access your prescription r- record 
from these pharmacies. Um, I have been looking into it on my end because I'm trying to find out how that doesn't seem like a HIPAA violation. Um, so I need to figure out if they make you sign something or anything like that when you do it. Cause you, you might be signing off that they're allowed to do it, but if they don't let you in, unless you sign it, then it's not really optional. There's not really much you can do about it. Um, it's a volunteer force. So that's one thing that people had issues with the vaccine and there's always going to be something that you don't want to do, but it's a volunteer force. So like if you won't do those things, uh, you're not allowed to join the army. Like the, uh, the army has never been like a, Hey, this is anyone who wants to sign up. Just come on down. Like they can make whatever rules they want. Um, it's, you don't have to be there. Yeah, that is, that is very much working for the government is, um, yeah, you are, you do what the government wants you to do a lot of the time. So, so um, yeah, like I said, so if you, if you, you don't have to give them your prescription records, but then you can't join the army. Yeah. Um, now, by the way, we have three minutes, so I'm going to hit one on my side and then we can hit one on your side. Okay. And yeah, just so you guys know, I do screen cap the stuff. So if we ever run out of questions or anything, I will try to get circle back to some of them. Uh, Alshon says, do either of you wish you would have gone, see, this is a good question, uh, CCT or TACP since they're JTAGs, and I've heard that AFSOC has a better quality of life. Um, it depends on what you are, what your goal is. So uh, as far as being a FO in Ranger Regiment, if you guys don't know, they become JTACs as well. Um, so you can do that path in in the army on a ranger regiment and i believe they've expanded that to um other places as well uh, i think i think sf does it right they do the they do the jtag thing as well um so what i will say is yeah definitely the way that you are trained up is different your your atmosphere is a lot different so i guess it's it depends on you know how you want to be brought up um i always thought that the the tech the tech peas and uh, they were really solid. The, the air force guys that were attached to us were really solid, but they kind of did their own thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, def- definitely way different atmosphere. Um, the way that they test was way different. They were very good at their jobs though. Um, so were our JTACs, but, um, but uh, I would say they definitely had uh, what seemed to be more big boy rules and, and less nonsense um, to be quite honest with you. But, uh, but also the regimental JTACs are more included with, you know, being a ranger, right? So the other guys are kind of attachments and that's what you see a lot with the air force dudes is they're always getting attached to different places. Whereas whenever you're a ranger JTAC, I mean, you're more in, in it, you know, with the group. So you want to expand on that? Yeah. I don't regret it, but, um, life would have definitely been easier and i still would have got to do cool stuff that's really that's the that's the long and short of it like that's the truth of it yeah and like we treated our jtech uh he was like one of the us so like the jtechs are a little bit more embedded too in regiment and not so much in the big army you don't see them as often so they're not like they come and do their job around you but it doesn't really you don't really know them that well uh in regiment it's kind of they're, they're kind of there for all that stuff so they don't really they're not separate as much um you see like you see them enough to know them and uh like get to know them and be friends with them and stuff 
they were good. They were good at their job too. The way that they were doing their testing and stuff, always confident, always competent. Um, just good, good at what they did. So um, the Air Force dudes are super solid. If that's something you look to do, absolutely support it. And like I said, um, it's like pros and cons to everything, right? So those guys being attached, even though they're not doing the Ranger stuff day to day, sometimes that's probably makes for an easier, uh, easier overall day to day. They come in and and uh, you know get to be a part of the team with again less of the less of the nonsense. So. Um. Yeah, someone said Daniel's out here drinking a energy drink while telling us not to drink energy drinks. <laughs> to, to be fair, this only has uh, 80 milligrams of caffeine. I like these fit aids, but yeah, these are a little acidic as well. So, um, um, And then my question on my end, I just saw it. I don't know who asked it. I can't find it. Um, oh my God, where'd it go? I'm losing it. Oh, no. Oh, oh uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but JM asked if base training is going to take you out of shape. Um, like I said, it's not, you're, if you are in a good spot going into basic, it's probably not going to raise your level of fitness. But like I said, you're not doing nothing and just wasting away. It's not like you're just sitting on a couch all day doing nothing or sitting in an office chair. Like you're doing, you're being very, very active. So yeah, you might lose a little bit of your gains, but for the most part, it's not going to get you any, it's not going to get you out of shape. Yeah. If you're a sedentary person, if you're a person who's not very active, it's going to be a lot of activity for you. If you're somebody who is very active and stuff, um, you'll find that it's very active in a different way. So, yeah, you like, know, whereas you ever just went and walked around the mall for eight hours and be like, damn, I'm tired, dude. And that's what it's like <laughs> in a base train. You walk everywhere. You're just always walking. Yeah, you don't yeah. ever know where you're going either. So you just aim. It seems to you you're aimlessly walking. Yeah, you probably you're gonna get you know what we call smoked and things, where they make you do push-ups or exercises and stuff like that. Um, the eight-count push-up. But you know, if you're if you're a gym goer and you're used to like putting on mass, it may be a, di- a different mix for you because it's more of a you know you're just doing body weight stuff most of the time. It's not like in basic training you don't go to the gym, right? So that may be a change for guys who are into the lifting and stuff like that. Yeah, so like I said, you'll definitely lose some of your your lifting capability, like your gains in yeah. that aspect. But you're not going to get like out of shape, and you'll bounce back really quickly once you start going to the gym again. It's not going to be that bad, um, unless you're like okay. It, it depends on if you're like, you know, remember if a sixty eight whiskey does like six months of basic of AIT and stuff. So like, yeah, if you don't do anything during a long one of the longer AITs, then you can get out of shape, but. Um, if you're just doing like the 18 week, you know, 11 series or 13 Fox series or whatever, you'll be fine. Yep. So we had, um, we had a couple questions that, that rolled in after. And so are we gonna keep we're running going? out of, we were gonna, yeah. uh, we're out of time. It shuts us off on Instagram. So, yep. So come in for the next live. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll get those, uh, those rollover questions. Uh, addressed or you can message them to us and we'll address it um, at some point after. So um, appreciate you guys tuning in. Is there anything that you want to say to everybody? Oh uh, yeah. Comrade Lawrence Pace says Bill's mafia for life. Uh, appreciate that. Fly Samurai <laughs> says go chiefs. Uh, he'll be banned shortly. So okay. any uh, Buffalo Bill slander, uh, just not, it'll not be accepted here. That's it. That's where he draws <clears throat> the line. That's it. Um, <laughs> so Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, be sure to check out trainlikearanger.com where we have 
workout programs, nutrition programs, merchant apparel, informational content, and much more on the agenda. Uh, thank you guys again for tuning in and for your interest in, uh, in what we do and the support and things. And, uh, and remember to train to your utmost potential like a ranger. Have a good weekend, guys. Have a good weekend.